Hi, we're three sleazy salesmen from Ohio, and boy, do we have a deal for you. That's right. We've got record low pro football here in the state of Ohio. Ironically, home to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But boy, could we get you to a game? It may be hard to stomach, but if you take advantage of these record low ticket prices to the Bengals or Browns, you could in return see record low yardage and record low points. I mean the Browns? Two and four. And the Bungles? Oh, and seven. These record low ticket prices and record low scores could make you miserable for a whole Sunday afternoon. So if you just hate yourself and enjoy being miserable, buy some Ohio NFL tickets today. And if you buy now, we'll sweeten the deal with a 30 rack of beer because this is 30 30 Rack of Sports. What up, what up? Hey, hey, hey. Producer Josh here with you. We've got uh, my main man, Greg. What's going on, guys? In the blue, rocking the blue jackets t-shirt today. And then we got my main man, Zach, over here on the mic. Walk, rocking the classic vintage Cincinnati Bearcats shirt. And don't forget that Buckeyes hat. And the Buckeyes hat. Welcome into 30 Rack of Sports, the inaugural episode. And uh, as always on 30 Rack of Sports here, we'll be drinking uh, some Ohio beer, guys. Thank goodness. Uh, we encourage you crack open a cold one with us from uh, your local brewery or alco- alcoholic beverage establishment. Uh, <laughs> what are we drinking today, guys? Guys, today we are drinking Taft's Gavel Banger IPA. All right, personal right. favorite. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So on this uh, on this program, we're going to be talking a little bit of Ohio sports, a little bit of national sports, and. Uh, you know, try to relate it all together. Try to get a couple laughs. Yeah, yeah. Try along and, the way. Try and bring some joy to you, listeners. I know we, uh, s- some of us, depending on where you are from here in our great state of Ohio, are going through times. Maybe some honestly, good times, if you root for sports times. in Ohio, you're going through rough times. Right Not now. me though. <laughs> no, no, no. Buc- Buckeyes fans, I guess we. Ooh, that's weird. Well, right. I don't see the Indians in the World Series, my man. Oh. I think we'll get to that, but. Uh, <sighs> I believe it's time for news. Is it time for news? It's time for a little Ohio news. All right, Craig. Lead us off into Ohio news here for us. So just taking a little look at, first off, the Bengals, who had a, well, let's just say (laughs) a rough game again today. Did have the lead for a little while, you know. 7-6 7-6 at halftime, uh, had the lead in the fourth quarter, but ended up getting, let's just say, beat down by the Jaguars. <laughs> couple late picks by Blandy Dalton, and the Bengals fall to 0-7. Yeah. Zach, as the resident, or Zach, not exactly the resident Bengals fan. Oh, God. Josh, man. as the resident <laughs> Bengals fan, um, how do you feel about this team? Andy Dalton, 22-43. Touchdown, three picks. <laughs> Joe Mixon, 10 rushes for two yards. Uh, last two games has 18 rushes for, I believe it says two yards here. So yeah, that's, that's, pretty, wait, that's, pretty count, that's count on one, two, 
Wait. And that's it. That's real. That is a real stat. 18 rushes for two yards. At one point in the game today, I think in the third quarter, in his last 17 attempts, had 17 yards. Oh. So, and, and here's the thing that baffles me, is you can say, you can blame it on the offensive line, but still, like, the offensive line was terrible last year. And, and yeah, I guess they're, they're worse off now, if you can believe it, than they were last year. But still, with the terrible line last year, Joe Mixon led the AFC in rushing. Right. So you still think he'd be able to make something happen. So I, I, I don't know. Um, I've poured one out for our <laughs> homies here because uh, – and this is difficult for me to admit. Uh, I'm going to need some help from Father Taft here to get me through this because I have always stuck by the Red Rifle and defended Mr. Dalton. Uh, but I think it might be time to uh, go with a, uh, hey, what the heck. So let me, uh, out there. let me correct that. It's actually 18 rushes, 12 yards. He had uh, 10 rushes. On uh, eight carries, or uh, yeah, I mean, uh, ten yards on eight carries last week. Uh, <laughs> two yards on ten carries. Does this that week. does that really matter at that I point? Mean, <laughs> two or twelve. Here's the honestly, the only real question that you have, and you've been seeing this a lot around, I guess, the southwest part of the state, and really anywhere where there are Bengals fans, embracing the tank or not. Do you want to go zero and sixteen? I mean, oh, yeah. as someone that has been through 0-16 and 1-31 as the resident um, psycho Browns fan, to put it mildly, 0-16 um, is hard. 0-16 is really hard. 0-16 is really hard to do, but I mean, we, we saw in the first half today, we watched a punting contest, a good one at that, uh, some, <laughs> some, some great special teams today in the first half. But uh, yeah, I mean... I, at some point, you have to do something different, and that's why at this point I say you go with a ah, what the heck strategy and just start trying different things. Because once you get down to Miami, I mean, is that the tuable? Well, yeah, but I mean, don't you depends think who you look for? Uh, some of the draft experts are saying uh, the Herb man, Justin Herbert, out of Oregon, uh, might be the pick for the Bengals. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we've had. I mean, if you take a look at the last, I mean, couple first to third round picks that we've had that it's not really panning out for us I so I mean, say, what does it matter do really? you trust do you trust the Bengals with the first pick exactly <laughs> honestly exactly. the um the quote of the day comes from uh Bengals radio networks dan horde on the call from the game today on the radio call said uh jaguars brought in an extra lineman and it was cedric abouye and oh, he yeah. said if there is a god above then Cedric Abouye will not have a great game against the Bengals today. <laughs> that, that would be, <laughs> that would be to hard you. to stomach. I mean, it's already hard to stomach that a professional Florida man tore it up against us on the dual threat today. Gardner Minshew, I mean, multiple big runs. Just I, I don't think the Bengals even know what a spy is, let alone would have anyone capable of covering that. But uh, Greg, uh, Brown's on a bye week. What, yeah. are you hope, what are you hoping to, as the resident um, psycho Browns fan, what are you hoping to see so on a bye week here? Browns are on a bye week. Um, That's a positive for A you, much right? needed one, probably, at this <laughs> point. Uh, two and four. Couple close losses, couple blowouts. Um, obviously blew the 20-6 to six lead against Seattle last week, which was just unbelievable. Terrible officiating. Terrible play going by Freddie. I mean... I was going to say, don't throw that all in the They make me want to... Well, there was that blindside uh, block. Was, there was that blindside block. Don't be that guy. Look. You're up 20 to 6. A couple I bad calls. I am just mentioning the facts. The people want to hear the facts. <laughs> I'm going to give them the facts. But 
go into a bye week. Unfortunately, come out of the bye week, not exactly against the cupcake that you want. Mm-mm. Playing New England. New England does play Monday night, so maybe a short week. Vegas mm-hmm. right now puts us puts them at 10.5-point underdogs. But the thought is, after this, after New England, they do have Denver, the Bills, and then they start to play Steelers, Dolphins. Ste- you know, they start to get into the division a little bit. So my hand's not firmly on the panic button yet, but it's definitely hovering over because as even though this division is weak, yeah, the is a mess. Um, I mean, off the yeah, trash. Fall, uh, just if you, a if hard you, fall from grace. Yes, from a couple but of years ago. seven and nine just Bad. isn't going to get it done. And of course, you know, it all starts with the quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield. Obviously, eleven interceptions <laughs> so far in this season. A couple of them not his fault. You know, threw it in a guy's hands. Antonio Brown, or uh, sorry, Antonio Callaway. Whoa, <laughs> uh, kicked the ball to uh, the other team during a. Uh, He's During a made, red zone opportunity, you still question so. the decision making there. So though. you still you still question a lot of the the decision making. But one of the things, just to take a look at, is uh, hearing some of the pundits talk. They're talking about Baker doesn't look quite as competent in the pocket, and that he's had some uh, accuracy issues. And some of that could be because of the offensive line. Obviously, the left tackle is a train wreck because Greg Robinson, former number two pick, has done nothing. But so. The Browns have considered, or at least have reached out per GM John Dorsey, to uh, try to trade for Trent Williams. Trent Williams mm-hmm. is the stud left tackle from the uh, Washington Redskins, who has been holding out all year because of mismanagement on a of a growth on his head or neck that he had to get removed, which seems a little bit serious to me. Mm-hmm. So he's not playing a growth. Yes, some sort of growth mass. It seems like it might be serious. <laughs> on his neck? Yes. So it seems He's clear to play? Well, he they he had to remove it over the off season. Oh. And then uh he basically told the team, Yeah, you guys mismanaged this. I'm not playing for you anymore. That sounds gross. So if you have a guy that's not playing for you anymore and says he won't play for you, maybe try to find a way to trade him. It sounds like based on Dorsey's takes two to tango comment that the Redskins aren't listening, and uh, Dog Pound Daily has reported that the Redskins likely won't trade Trent Williams this year and are content with him sitting out the rest of the year. So if you want to find about a dysfunctional franchise that's kind of on par with Ohio, uh, we could do a whole show on Washington. The, uh, the yeah, skins. I mean, we could, do a, we could do a whole show right now on, on possible trade bait for both the Browns and the Bengals. I mean, you have yeah, a similar situation with Cordy Glenn and mm-hmm. him complaining about how they handled his concussion and rushing the, the Bengals rushing him back from a concussion. Yeah, he was uh, he was suspended, I believe, for today's right. game. And, and Not I that never, he's played all this year. No one ever really came forward with an official like con- confirmation of what happened. Story is that Cordy Glenn kind of had a meltdown on a coach and then told Zach Taylor to just cut him. Clearly, guy doesn't want to play here anymore. Is upset with the team. Plus, you have the A.J. Green rumors. A lot of things could be up in the air for both the Browns and the Bengals. I think you just cut ship, right? I, I mean, I would. Honestly, at I this mean, point, if you're, if you're the Bengals, you look for and someone that's been through the tank. You look for the young guys because Cordy Lynn's going to be reasonably expensive. And you find young guys that you can, that you can get talent out of for cheap. And you just keep going through that, and it's going to be a couple year cycle till you can finally get a reasonable team together. And hopefully, they don't start out two and four and get blown out by the I'd Titans. Be, but you know, I'd be curious about what kind of picks you could get for him, though. I mean, 
what leverage do the Bengals have? He said he's not going to play. So if you're another team, what are you offering for a guy who's like, I'll just sit out? I mean, heck, you look at some teams, you know, like the Rams, the Chiefs have had some issues. You know, the Rams traded for a guy that the Browns have pretty much had inactive all year in uh, Austin Corbett. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, you could probably find something. I know he was traded to the Bengals to swap some first-round picks. Maybe not quite that value anymore, but, heck, when you're rebuilding fourth- and fifth-round picks, you know, you can definitely find some gems in that area. So, Real quick, Browns make the playoffs. Right now, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I think it's time to move on. I think they run run through the AFC North, and uh, if they can pick up a few wins here and there, I think they get in at nine and seven. Maybe the Ravens are tied with them, eight and eight, nine and seven, but I think they'll beat the Ravens twice and have the 2 0 series sweep. I think they go five and one, six and oh in the division this year. Oh, wow. Old take there Jesus. from our resident uh, Clevelander. Uh, He's a Cincinnati, Cincinnati is a waste of my time. Uh, <laughs> Ravens, they looked to already have their number. And then the Steelers, I mean, third round picks or, you know, third string quarterbacks. I, I, think, I think we got them. Well, uh, you're not. That's going to come back to bite. Not that I'm only. Uh, I originally <laughs> said the Browns are going to go 14 and two this year, so I've already <laughs> that's already backfired on me quite a bit this you year. Should quit telling people what your preseason predictions were. You're losing all. Sorts oh man, of- <laughs> I need I need to stay off the weed soundbite right now. <laughs> 14 and two. <sighs> yes, because the Browns always disappoint me. They disappointed me when I was hoping for four wins a year the last few years. So that's fair. What's uh? I know that new situations can be intimidating. You're looking around and it's all scary and different, but you know, meeting them head on, charging right into them like a bull. That's how we grow as people. I'm no stranger to scary situations. I deal with them all the time. Scary situations. Speaking of, uh, well, not that that isn't a scary situation with the Bengals and Browns already, but uh, scary situation. Big, big mix up in the Big Ten this week. Uh, don't even. I mean, yeah, Wisconsin shot the bed once again. Was that 23, 21? 24-23, sorry. 24-23. Illinois getting the W. I'm happy for Lovey, though. Lovey Smith and that boys. Yeah, he needed that W He's bad. got a job now for a couple more years. For a couple uh, decades. First win, win over a ranked opponent since when, Zach? Any idea? Oh, or top 10 team. For Illinois? Sorry. Yeah, top 10 team since when? Oh, oh damn. Oh, seven. 2007. Juice is on one. the loose. Oh, man. Juice Ooh. Williams and... Ooh. What was that, uh, Ben? Really, it's Ben? Oh, really, it's, it's Ben. ben. Oh, oh, my goodness. What a name. Oh. Yeah, no, um, I mean, you know, as usual, High State's got to carry the load again. Um, I think I'm a little worried, though, Saturday. I think that's a that's an angry football team over there. So uh, just to give a few little quick stats, uh, all-time series, Ohio State leads the series 58-19 uh, to 19 with five ties. Uh, six straight wins for Ohio State, including one of them being that humongous just destruction in the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> Their, uh, the last meeting was actually in the 2017 Big Ten Championship where the uh, the man fixing the turf made made some highlights. Uh, Ohio State winning the 27-21 uh, game. Good evening. Good Is it going to be a night game tonight? Because uh, I know Wisconsin hasn't won in Columbus since 2004. So. Not a night game. That's a 12 o'clock yeah, game. 12 o'clock. Big, big, they, that, big was noon. that was before big the noon. loss. Now it makes sense. After the loss, like, okay, yeah, good thing they put that in the noon slot. But that was before the game, which was shocking. 
Overall, I still think Ohio State's got this sewn up at this point. I don't think anybody's played better. I mean, Greg, I mean, did you see that annihilation up in Ryan Field? Or should we call it the Shoe Junior? As that was just purely scarlet and gray in that entire stadium. Um, I was hoping for a half of good football. I got a quarter of good football. So They did. They, uh, they stopped the run a little the bit. The Wildcats, there. I mean, they, they certainly have some guys that can – play football on the defensive end. Uh, not as much can be said on the offensive end. And oh. as was shown the last number of times that they've played, Northwestern just does not have the athletes no. to keep up with Ohio State. And, you know, if it's a nice day in Columbus, Wisconsin's made for big boy football. I, you I, worry that Ohio State's just going to speed them out. And I understand Ohio State's also built for big boy football, but if, if we were playing in a snowstorm, I might give Wisconsin more of an edge. Right. Well, I mean, I think this game showed with the Wisconsin-Illinois game. Once again, Wisconsin just does not have a big playability at all. Everything's nickel, dime, and grinding it out. And that's that's a recipe for an upset right I mean, unless you you are looking at, you know, big Jonathan Taylor, you know, three broken tackle run, then. Yeah, you're asking a lot from the kid, though. Oh, you're you're asking a ton from him. I just don't see any way that Wisconsin sticks with Ohio State at all. Well, so let me ask you this then. So who needs this win more, Wisconsin or Ohio State? Because Wisconsin will end the season with Minnesota, who will now have the lead in the Big Ten West. So how worried are you as Ohio State of Minnesota? Um, and then again with Penn State. Ooh. Um, I mean, honestly, I think I think right now, I think for Ohio State, it's it's most it's more important for Ohio State, in my opinion. I think there's no doubt about that. I mean, Ohio State's playing for a national championship, and you can't rely on the fact that, oh, we could play them again down the road. Like, no, they need to run the table. I think that's proven. I mean, how many Ohio State's been held out of the t- uh, the, the playoff yeah. y- after y- winning the title. Usually, if you lose in conference, you have the late loss. Yeah. I mean, I know a, a number of people have been saying, you know, hey, maybe lose this early game, you know, then win the Big Ten championship. Week eight's not right. early, though. Yeah, I but, mean we're getting late well, now. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. If you go, if you go thirteen and zero, I mean you're in a Power Five conference. You're getting in. You're, yeah. You go to twelve and one. Even if you're on the bubble, you know, then you have to deal with LSU maybe and Bama. An L- yeah, maybe an LSU team that just has one loss that didn't even get to play for the championship. Right. And then maybe their only loss is to Bama, and then you're kind of you know, Clemson looks like they really have no one that can be close to play football. Uh, I know we'll get to it later. Yeah, but. Well, you know, I think you I think you have to win this game. And I think Wisconsin has unfortunately, I mean, you've seen a lot of these bad black marks, you know, on these resumes can come back to hurt you. Really the only one that I can think of that was even overcome it was just barely was Ohio State losing to Virginia Tech. And that was early. early. And that was, that early, was early and because yeah. they beat Wisconsin by about sixty. Fifty two so, nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean you had to so, do that. Well, so now how important is the Big Ten championship game, and who is Ohio State going? Uh, assuming Ohio State makes it to the Big Ten championship game, which yeah, I think they do. Still got to be Penn State. Still got to be Penn State. Not yeah. worried. Uh, but then, still going to be gonna, Michigan, who is uh, frisky. Who are you going to play in the Big Ten championship game, and will that even matter at that point? I mean, I think it'll still be Wisconsin. I don't see. I mean, it's a big rivalry game. I like what PJ Flex doing up there in Minnesota. I just. I don't see how Wisconsin doesn't get there. Have you looked at Minnesota's schedule? So, I mean, their their wins in conference are like Illinois, which I I mean has beaten Wisconsin, <laughs> but still it's Illinois. Uh, what they beat Rutgers, and then I think they beat like Nebraska. Yeah. So they really and 
I don't know if you've watched a lot of Minnesota football, and I'm assuming most of the people that are listening, maybe not super <laughs> sports psychos, but they went to overtime uh, early in the season, even against the Fresno State team, which is kind of a middling Mountain West team. And I know it was on the road, and those are tough having to go, you know, West Coast, West Coast. and whatnot. Yeah. But still, I think was uh, Minnesota still a couple years away from being oh. a real player. I think they could go ten and two, you know, go to you know go to the Outback Bowl or something like that. Yeah. But I just don't see them being on the echelon oh. of, especially not in Ohio State, but even not maybe the second slate tier. It's like Wisconsin, the, everybody Wisconsin. else in the West. There's nobody yeah. else. I mean, Minnesota, when you look at their middle of uh, week two through week five, I mean, 28 to 21 over San Diego or San Diego, South Dakota State. Uh, yeah, just that barely. Was a, you that were was trying a fun to get game. Them, that was a fun game. Just barely squeaking it out back. in overtime, 38, 35 against Fresno State. Barely squeaking it out in regulation, 35 to 32 over Georgia Southern. And then, yeah, barely squeaking it out against Purdue. Another one score game, 38, 31. So, yeah, I wouldn't be worried, but I mean, I I agree with you. Like for Ohio State, just keep running the table. You own the second longest mm-hmm. uh, win streak in college football behind Clemson, obviously. Right. Um, it's all it's the high state or nothing. That's it for the Big Ten. Once again, carrying the mantle um, for the Midwest. I would say no, just because if Penn State were uh, to beat Ohio State and run the table, I know you don't think that's a possibility of happening. Uh, I mean, yeah. For those they, of you that aren't aware, I, I was in Happy Valley <laughs> to go see the whiteout. Penn State didn't look super impressive. Let Michigan get back into that game. But I, I just think simply based off hypotheticals Whoa. right now, if they win out, I because I, even if Wisconsin wins out, I, I don't think they're guaranteed in. If Penn State wins out, then they'd be an undefeated Big Ten champion. I mean, that's fair. Yes, Wisconsin, I mean, Penn State still has an opportunity if Ohio State shits the bed. I just don't see that happening. They're not impressive either at all. <laughs> I mean, I mean they've also they've Michigan. also played a, a couple more you know difficult games than Ohio. State I mean they played so Pitt though too. They should have lost that game. That's true. That's true. And OU OU lost by to Pitt by ten. So I mean, that tells well, you anything. Don't you don't you dare put down action. I'm there. not putting down action. I'm just saying they're not impressive. But you know what is impressive about action? Hey, action time. A little bit of action time. You know we couldn't get away from doing action being an Ohio sports podcast. Most of the East, the Mac East is in AKA Ohio. Mac Ohio. Yeah, yeah Mac, I think it's Mac Ohio and Buffalo pretty much. <laughs> well, and they're all, they're all tied up uh, aside from uh, Bowling Green and Akron. Ooh, Akron huh. might be the worst college football team. I think it might be the, the worst college in the country. Akron Whoa. just might be Akron. Akron's a beautiful town. This time I mean, hey, hey, they gave me scholarship money, and I still said no. I <laughs> All right, maybe know. that doesn't exactly help the yeah. college thing. That they Akron's gave you sitting at the bottom money. of the MAC East, zero and seven. Bowling Green two and five, but then tied up at the top of the MAC East is a three-way tie: the Ohio Bobcats, Kent State Golden Flashes. And the Miami Red Hawks. Ooh. All tied up. Two and one in the conference. Three and four overall. That's why we call it Maction. <laughs> uh, hot hot Maction. How do you guys see that shaking out there? So I, I was taking a look early, you know. Yeah, I watched, you know, a little bit of some of the games, but just to try to say, you know, who common opponents, who have they played? Basically, they all just get blown out by big schools, you know. Miami got blown out by Ohio State. Uh, Kent got blown out by, like, uh, Wisconsin or something like that. Like they basically just 
Gotta but, collect those paychecks. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. collect those paychecks. But uh, when you look at the in-conference games, though, I mean, let's look at Ohio. You oh, had a close. great yeah. shootout in Athens the other day between Ohio and Kent State. Ohio on top, 45-38. Uh, but then uh, the week before that, Northern Illinois squeaked it out over Ohio, 39-36. Week before that, a great overtime game where Ohio squeaked it out over Buffalo, 21-20. I mean, the in-conference games, that's why they call them action. I mean, oh, yeah, in-conference these, games are well, fantastic. And honestly, they have some of the best action. I mean, <laughs> some of the best action is Maction. Oh, the Ohio onside kick against Kent State. Now, if, if our well, social why media— Why are you ducking, by intern, the way, on that? Can we just— <laughs> Should really put that up on our page, but if you haven't seen it, the Ohio kicker. Now, probably some old man in your family has said it, or some kid. Why not on the kickoff? Don't they just kick it as hard as they can on at one of the up men and see if he can catch it? Yeah. Well, well Ohio did that, and it hit right off the Kent State guy, like like you said, pretty much ducking, off popped right up in the popped right up in the air, and one of the guys on the side for Ohio caught it. I mean, it was. An unbelievable play. Yeah, a, w- a wise man told me once that if you're going for the onside kick, I mean, just rear back and kick that thing as hard as you can into the person lined up against you, and hope it bounces off the face mac, face mask. And uh, glory to glory be, it did. And I mean, it was perfect. Went the ten yards, bounced straight back ten yards, and boom, <laughs> onside kick. Yeah, hey, if you get the ball back, you get the ball back. That just sums up Mac football that right there, though. Just watching him duck. You have to check out the video if you haven't seen it. This guy just ducks right off the dome. Somebody's running laps this week. Oh, yeah. We'll try and get that up on our social (laughs) media. The entire special teams is running laps. Sorry, Josh. Speaking of social media, uh, give us a follow uh, on Facebook. You can find us, 30 Rack of Sports, or on Twitter at 30 Rack Podcast. Give us a follow. Stay up to date. Subscribe. We're available on all streaming platforms. Every Monday, uh, I believe we have some segments to get into now, guys. Uh, Just to... Wrap this matching up real quick. Do uh, you have more to say on uh, match well, well, we're just previewing matching. Oh, I'm sorry. Previewing uh, matching, yes. Some of the teams up at the top, we have uh, Miami versus Kent next weekend. But then starting in early November, a little Wednesday night matching, the battle for the bricks, OU Miami, oh, November 6th. That's the big Ooh, rivalry love, game. Now. Love Tuesday and Wednesday night matching. If you're a degenerate like I am and enjoy putting a couple coins down one way or another. Tuesday and Wednesday games, the best. Help you get that midweek catch out of the way. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's got to be awful, though, playing a Tuesday, Wednesday game. Like, how do you even schedule that? I don't know. Yeah, you have to have, like, a bye week I'll, I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. You're the Mac. Well, I know. Yeah, you'll take whatever you can paid. get to get on TV. I'm just saying. Talk about selling yourself out. <laughs> and uh, speaking of over-unders, I believe that's going to lead us into our first segment. The tonight. Ohio over-under segment. We got a few teams, football, some of the winter sports starting off. So uh, we're going to kick it over to once and twos man Josh for a little uh, Ohio under over. And Zach and I are going to put in a couple thoughts on it. Ohio over under. All right. We've got Bengals. This uh, win totals here. Uh, I don't even want to read this. One and a half total wins. Oh. 0-7 currently. Uh, they'd have to go 2-9 and nine the rest of the way to go over. I think if they don't just completely unload everybody. So you're saying we need two wins to go over? Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, Passing hardcore on that. Never mind. <laughs> All right, so uh, taking, taking a look at 
the schedule that they have. Of course, everyone points to the big week six matchup between the 0-7 Bengals and the 0-6 Dolphins. Two-a-bowl! Uh, the two-a-bowl, the as, as some might call it. And you could possibly sell yourself there as a win. If but aside of a fluky win, I the Steelers killed them the first time. The Jets look like a better team. And as I said, against the Browns, I don't see any wins. So, unfortunately, I mean, I'm probably going to take the end here. I'll go with one win, either the Dolphins or one fluky win. I can't uh, see both happening. And looking at the schedule again, though, you know what might be fluky, though? That London game. And Wembley, I don't know. I mean, they could get Come two Come on, wins. man. It's the Rams. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, they haven't looked that and, good. And, and Oh, but, but, but think of it this way, though. Zach Taylor is just trying to make the Bengals exactly like the Rams, and the pieces aren't there at all. I'm the just Rams saying. are the Rams and have the pieces, and Sean McVay is going to that's Can I a- put in one other thing? A London game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I understand if you started at 10.30, right. it would be a 7.30 game in Los Angeles. But please, we need a little morning football. Can we please get that game at 10.30 in the morning? I just I just think flying across the pond, man, weird things happen. Uh, yeah, the, ja- the Jacks would get a bunch happen. of wins. I'll, yeah. ta- I'll take the two wins. All right. Yeah, he's, he's, taking, two wins. he's taking the over. I'll take the under there. All uh, right. I don't know if I have the stomach to to put one down on this. And uh, yeah, when you look at it on paper, it's really hard to justify two wins. And and here's my question, if I may, a little side note on that Miami-Cincinnati game. Uh, the ESPN, FBI, got like game quality index. I, we, this came up uh, when Miami played Washington. Yeah, it was a 0.0. Uh, I think since, what, 2008 ESPN has had this index yeah. to give you the quality of the game. Um, or projected quality of the game. It was the first ever zero when the Dolphins played the Redskins. What do you? Can you go negative? Yeah. Can you go negative? Can what are you, you going to rank negative? the Cincinnati Miami game? I mean, I mean that's Washington's. Just, well, today not. was bad enough. Jacksonville and Cincinnati. I can't imagine. It's just bad football. I was driving by Paul Brown on the way on the way up here and uh, just got a nice peek into the empty seats out there. I was like, oh. Nobody. That's for the fan to decide. They can't give away those tickets. We tried. We've been trying. So uh, next we got uh, Browns. Season win total, seven and a half. Over. Currently, uh, easily over. Currently two and four. They would have to go six and four the rest of the way to go over. I mean, I can half. only see a couple losses in here. I mean, this is a wagon. I mean, if you take a look at the rest, they have five divisional games left. They already played the Ravens once. They still have the Cardinals, the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Bills. Look, though they're five and one, look pretty eh against um, against the bad Dolphins team. So you know, I could I could easily see nine, ten wins. I'll I mean, I'll take the over just because that division is so trash and it's all backloaded schedule man. for that. Along with throwing in Denver and the Cardinals, my God! If they don't go over, you gotta fire Freddie Kitchens, right? My God. I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> do, do, do you? I, I well, See, the problem that you have is if you look at like a rookie quarterback or anything else, like you, you, see some rookie, you see some rookie moments. I'm just talking about a rookie in mm. general. I'm not talking about Baker. Mm. <laughs> talk about a rookie coordinator, you'll see, so. you'll see that. Freddie Kitchens is both a rookie coordinator and head coach, and there has been well, a yeah, number of dumb moments. And that was one of the things. I was one of the people that said Freddie is a good offensive coordinator. I wanted him to stay around. But him trying to call the plays and do everything when he hasn't been more than a positional coach before You're interim right. tag last year, 
I think he's in over his head. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're 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 asking them to go eight and eight. That's what I'm saying. If he can't go eight and eight, I think you did the experiment. I mean, yeah. I, there's hasn't been a consistent improvement. Yeah, you you expect some slumps in the beginning, but they're still wildly inconsistent week to week. One week they look like world beaters, and the next week, yeah, they shit the bed. And I I will say. You know, not to throw out excuses. Although I'm going to throw out excuses every time the Browns don't play well. I, I I'm just going to say that right such ahead. A, such a they homer. have played some difficult games. The Rams I know have been up and down. Played the Seahawks. 49ers look like a good team. No, yeah, they played well. Like they so played. They played some tough teams, but yes, I understand. If if they finish off the season and they finish below eight and eight then there are going to be some real questions oh i mean i heard there was a rumor out that they were discussing firing freddie kitchens already that was just a rumor it was uh debunked by the gm i know you may have oh, may not oh i'm that. sorry you meant the, the gm that's who they talked to to ask them and on the record if they were discussing firing the coach that's still there <laughs> he's obvious yeah no we're gonna deny that obviously i'm just saying i i don't i don't know i think he's it's gone. not true <laughs> it's not well, Thank you, I, Peter. I, and I, I think I would be comfortable taking uh, taking the over on this. I mean, seven and a half wins. You're two and four right now. I, c- I could see the Browns getting six more wins. But to your point, Zach, yeah, they're so wildly inconsistent. Like, uh, but if if you want to if you want to look for six wins, and I'm just telling you this straight up, and these these aren't all the games that I'm super confident. You please, get the Bengals please, twice. Please. Yeah, two games. Yeah, that's you get easy. The Cardinals, the Dolphins. The Broncos and the Steelers once. That's my point. Their schedule is trash. So I'm like, yeah, they should at least go eight and eight. And if they don't, Freddie Kitchens, I mean, what do yeah, you you're gonna have to ask some questions. <laughs> if you fall flat against, you know, uh, like a third string Steelers quarterback or a Broncos team that let, you know, the middle school science teacher Matt Moore run all over them, then <laughs> yes, there's gonna have to be some questions that are asked there. Uh-huh. And Joe Flacco, who just looks completely uninterested in being a quarterback anywhere is he still elite oh, was he ever elite <laughs> let's not talk about hot button issues right now <laughs> but let's do talk about hot button uh calves the hot button calves. Oh, hot button calves uh, uh and i'm gonna we might hear some wild takes on this one so we got calves season win total 20 or season win total wins for this season upcoming season calves have looked uh They've looked in the preseason. <laughs> They've been on TV. Uh, they, oh, they, yeah, they have. <laughs> they have attempted to play some basketball games here and there. Look, the, you lose one preseason game by like 45, and everyone thinks the world's falling. No, it's not me. The sky's falling, sorry. So the Cleveland Cavaliers last year, uh, 19, 19 wins? Yes, not uh, great. So <laughs> yes. Understatement of the year. This yeah. year, they are set at 24 and a half wins. What are you guys taking over under? Oh God, I'm gonna go. I gotta go under. I don't. I think. I think they get a nice, modest four game increase. I get them at 23 wins on the year. Um, I know Gray's gonna make an argument about a full season of Kevin Love. We all saw what Kevin Love did in Minnesota. He's a stat sheet filler. He's a nice piece. I, I, I don't trust him to carry a team through an 82 game season. He can't stay healthy. All right, let's. There we go. We let's want to get them all worked get, up. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Now, wait, we've you've poked the bear. Let's, here, here let's get Bring this out of the way. Lay it on. Lay First it on. off, that's NBA champion Kevin Love for you. False. Second off, you take a look. They still have some pieces, and I understand they're going to be trading some of their expiring pieces, like uh, Tristan Thompson and whatnot, 
further into the season. So I understand how it might be difficult. And I honestly pegged them right about 23 and a half wins. But I think by the time the trades start to come in, you look at Darius Garland, who's kind of an unknown out of Vanderbilt, him and Colin Sexton trying to run sort of the Lillard McCollum, like Portland backcourt. And I think when you start to solve some of those pieces, you will get some growth from the young guys. I think mm-hmm. Osman hopefully will finally take a, the step forward that I've been hoping for for the last like two years. And the backcourt will figure it out. And I think they might scrounge their way to like 25 wins. I'm not thinking, I'm not delusional enough to say this Cavs team is a playoff team, but I think they might, <laughs> I think they can play spoiler a couple of times. I think they'll beat a few teams that they didn't, which. Really, they only did about twice last year. So I think I think they can ruin a few people's nights off back to back. Is what I'm trying to say. So I think there's enough the talents over? there. Wow. I'm taking just barely the over. I'll take what about 25. The... Oh my god, okay. 24 and a half. You're saying about 25? 25, 26. He got all worked up like he was about to come in say, here and throw down say, hey, like 40 get, wins or something. Get, uh, that was very modest. Modest of you. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah, yeah. Look, Even as uh, as one of probably. Seven or eight people who watched I was gonna say. parts of 60-plus Cavs games last year. I know who they are, and I'm not – I guess I know the same thing about the Browns, and I'm delusional, but <laughs> I think there's some growth there, and I think they could be a good team in a couple of years, but this year might not be the year. And, hey, if you tank at the end, then maybe try to get some of the better players out of the draft. But then again, that didn't work for Zion this year, so. Well, yeah, I mean, that uh... – Tain, the basketball is different because that whole lottery thing tain, just tain really throws some, that uh, all in there. Gonna, gonna do a little uh, rebuilding? Go through a little restructuring phase? Well, see, so Cleveland's usually on a 15-year rebuild no, plan so, for most Cleveland teams, so it's going to be a while. Let me discuss. And it's the same thing that happened to Miami. It's the same thing that happened to Cleveland. Is you have these young pieces when LeBron comes. And I'm happy. Look, we got that championship. Oh, yeah, they did what they had to do. And so at that point, you throw all these expensive people that you throw away all your draft picks. So then when he leaves, you're out of draft picks and you've got all these pieces that don't mm-hmm. work anywhere except for around LeBron. And you see they sold off a couple of them last year, you know, as far as, far as Rodney Hood yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Corver and whatnot. And they did have three first round picks. Windler out of Belmont, great three point shooter, kind of an unknown, hurt during the preseason. Kevin Porter a guy that a lot of people are very high on that they traded back into the first round to get. But I think the development is going to be a little slow. They could be a good team in two or three years, but this year, yikes. Well, yeah, like you said, it's a development thing. I mean, at least, you know, I think they know they're in the development stage, obviously. so They're not one of those teams that, like, you know, that are throwing, like the Hornets that are throwing money at a bunch of players. No, yeah, you don't want to do that. Just, trying to do it and, right. Yeah, and don't have anything. They're trying to rebuild, and I understand having a stalwart there like Love, who they might flip at some point, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, so Greg's taking the over 24 and a half. You're saying they get about 25, 26. Zach? Oh, 23. Taking the under at 20. Whew, close ones there. Uh, last but not least, Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm going to pass this on to you, Greg. Uh, the hockey puckers. What's the over under? So we got uh, – 83 and a half wins, or 83 and a half points, points, excuse me. Um, And 90 finished with 98 points last year. Uh, About mid 90s is where you're looking for playoffs. Uh, Yeah, that's at least where it was last year. 83 and a half points for the Columbus Blue Jackets over under. Um, So this is a season that has already started. They have eight points, three wins, uh, three losses, a couple 
a couple overtime losses. Uh, obviously, lost a lot of people over the offseason. Uh, lost Sergei Bobrovsky, their top goaltender. He was kind of ornery his last year here and very angry. They lost Panarin, who they picked up a couple years ago from the Blackhawks. Uh, obviously, got a couple guys late in the season. Duchesne, all, everyone leaves. Everyone leaves because no one wants to play in Columbus for whatever reason. So Have they are a little bit down. They are a little bit down this year. Have looked okay this year. Obvious, we're not looking probably playoffs unless you can get in with the you know low nineties. Maybe yeah. But eighty three and a half. I think a couple injuries are going to come and the wheels are going to fall off, and I think they'll they'll be about a seventy nine point team, which will be probably you know bottom third of the league. They won't be the yeah. worst. They won't. They're not a laughing stock of the league team, but certainly I don't think we'll be talking in April about some Stanley Cup playoffs. Another, as much as I'm sure you're excited to talk a little bit about Oh, now. I am. Uh, I do want to point out, uh, I didn't even know how the points worked till about 10 minutes ago. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have a real take, like a typical Ohioan, since we're not known to be a hockey state. Um, I'm going to just say ditto to what Greg said on the... <laughs> well, and, and Greg, do you want to explain, explain points for any of our listeners that... Uh, uh, yeah, so ho- with hockey scoring. So hockey's a little bit different than than most of your other sports. I, I guess soccer kind of has the points, but I, I don't know how many people watch soccer. Uh, Nobody. So the way hockey works is you get two points for a win, and then nothing for a loss. And then, but if the game goes into overtime or a shootout, they all count as overtime. If you lose in that, it's hey, you basically because they used to have ties. Hey, you kept it at least through the rest of the game. You get the equivalent of half a win. So you get a, a point out of it. So 83 would be something over the course of, you know, 82 games. If you get, you know, seven or eight shootout losses and then maybe, you know, a little bit below 500, you know, maybe 38 wins, you could probably get there. But I think I think this team will really struggle to keep around the 500 mark that they're at right now. So both of you guys taking the under on the Blue Jackets. Wraps up our over under, and uh, now we uh, we've got a question for you guys. Uh, please feel free to uh, tweet us, Facebook us, uh, find where our studio is, knock down the door, and tell us your opinion. Please don't do that. So here's a question: Who's the biggest football player you would feel comfortable taking a sucker punch at? And this comes from up in Cleveland. Wow. Yes, uh, Garrett had a weird incident. The most Cleveland thing so to it, ever So it come. comes up uh, in Cleveland. So uh, star defensive end, uh, number one pick of the Browns a couple years ago, and um, large, scary human being, if you've never seen pictures of him <laughs> without his shirt, Miles Garrett. Uh, had Do you have incident, one above your bed? Uh, one. <laughs> just one. Everybody, you, everybody gets you one. You idiot. You think I just have one. <laughs> um. He's flanking my my Baker Mayfield Jesus poster, but that's a whole different story. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> but uh, but Garrett was driving around Cleveland as as one does, and a quote unquote fan came up to him and asked for a picture. So he rolled down his window to take a picture. The fan took the selfie, sucker punched him in the face, then got back in his car and drove away. Why? Now, why? First off, why would you want to do that? Second off. Why would you want to do that to Miles Garrett? And I understand he's a football player, you know, get in trouble for, you know, going after people and whatnot. But that guy would destroy you. 
He's frightening. I mean, uh, he's yeah, frightening. that is a. He would kick the shit out of you. That is a large no gentleman. There's nothing gentle about it. Who gets paid to hurt people? Who I mean, paid? realistically, I mean, your job. It's like Devontae Look. Freeman today trying to pick a fight with Aaron Donald. Like, what are you doing, what are you man? Doing? He got, I mean, he's gotten a couple of uh, rough in the quarterback penalties that have. Ugh, he, like, I mean, broke Trevor Simeon in half, his leg in half. So, yeah, not a guy I would want to pick a fight with. I would have loved to have seen that and a guy jump in the car and you just see like Miles Garrett just chasing after the car, catch it, rip him out. I wouldn't put it past him. I, know, I really like, wouldn't that's, put that's it frightening. past him. But Josh, uh, what is the question? So uh, the question is, and listeners feel free to uh, tweet us, uh, social, uh, DM us, uh, slide in, and let us know your thoughts on this. So here's the question. Tweet this out. Who's the biggest football player you would feel comfortable taking a sucker punch at? Mason Crosby. You always going to go kickers, are you? Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I, I know me. I know me. I've been in like one fight in like the sixth grade, and it was it was like your typical sixth grade fight. We rolled around on the ground and got pulled apart. I'm not going to take a sucker punch at one of these gentlemen. I would go down like a sack of bricks. Uh, my thought would probably be Andy Dalton. Just not because I think I could take Andy, Andy Dalton in a Dalton fight. Andy Dalton would kick your ass. But I think Andy Dalton would probably apologize to me. Because I punched him in the face. Bro, you ever been in a fight with a ginger? <laughs> yeah, you ever tangled in like one of those like cartoons yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll, where dust is kicking out? They'll and take your the soul. Bam, because bam, they, bam. With a, oh, hey, Andy. This guy lives in Sharonville, so just come hunting. He's going to come hunting for you. He will. He'll I, sneak out of the bushes and he'll be like, whoa, what is that glowing orange? Is that the sun? <laughs> Um, I'm going to say... Uh, he'll I, try to throw a punch, but he'll accidentally throw it to the other team. Oh, oh cheap shot. Oh, <laughs> cheap shot. Burn. <laughs> Woo. Um, I, I didn't want to take a pick or, uh, or a kick or two, uh, but I got to go with uh, Randy Bullock. Fat Randy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just feel like he would trip over himself running after me or I something. don't know man I think he could kick your ass too he's a big dude probably could I mean he's a big boy I I, I mean for for those of you listening uh you man, can take Huber he's got the you can bit of you can imagine off, that we're so. large gentlemen I mean we're, we're, we're three all, white midwestern dudes on a sports podcast I think they could tell so by our, your our voices our soothing deep voices that we talk like that we're huge yeah jacked jacked could take Aaron Donald right I now mean, if he walked I through the front door I definitely at one point in my life thought that I would be in the upper six foot, now, close to seven foot range. If, I felt a little bit short of that. If, if Gardner Minshew came running through the door and like a half a pair of denim overalls or I'd something, punch myself in the face. Me, I, I'd take off running myself. I'd punch myself in the face. So I don't know. Gard- Gardner Minshew might be an interesting one. Have you ever seen his pretty boy pics from like high school and shit? Oh, I haven't. No, I mean, seen the weird the, no, I don't dig deep coma. into the Gardner Minshew. Instagram. I only saw that because someone posted something about like how he. Uh-huh, like that's what they always say. Yeah. Some prom photo. And he's like, look how hot my sister is. This was on like this Gardner Minshew thing. Like, look how creepy. Well, yeah, he's Gardner. a professional Florida man. Page.com <laughs> that you've been searching back. What are you expecting? He's a professional Florida man. I mean, that, that's fair. It's a From Mississippi. That's huh. Here's the question. Who's the biggest football player you would feel comfortable taking a sucker punch at? Tweet us your replies. Let us know what you're thinking. We're going to post a poll. Uh, so Pick which one of us had the best answer. It's me. We're gonna uh, get get off get off the Ohio bandwagon here, uh, but before we do that, we just want to give another shout out to our Ohio beverage of the episode. We're drinking uh, Taft's Gavel Banger IPA. Uh, what do you guys think? 
I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice one. It's, it's actually one of my personal favorites, least of the uh, Cincinnati local breweries. I'm a big IPA guy, and it's uh, it's nice and smooth. Still got that bitter taste to it, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, the gavel banger. Uh, uh, it bangs flag, hard. Flag, it does. Flag, <laughs> flagship right there. My man in the tub. Uh, I feel like a man, a big fat man in the tub right now. I would drink this in the tub. We should all get in Greg's tub. We should. Take Greg, a picture. Greg, you got a tub? We could. Yeah, I actually do have a tub in, in the side. All right, let's 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 move this. Uh, everybody, <laughs> let's pick move up the everything. Studio, we'll move uh, into the tub. Get into the tub. Um, uh, before we get into the tub, it's no wonder that Zach likes this beer because it's bitter, just like he is. Ooh, that's fair. I I am a very bitter person. But definitely, yeah, definitely a good beer. Definitely one to check out. Also, yeah. tweet at us for next week's beer if you can think of a good beer for us to try next week. Show us all out. We'll at drink it. pretty much whatever. Mm-hmm. I will. I mean, uh, as you guys have probably figured out by now, if you haven't, uh, then you've, uh, I don't know, zoned out or spaced out. But we are located here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Contact. Um, for those of you, uh, any uh, northerners listening, uh, we are in Ohio. This is not Kentucky. Uh, we are still here rocking in Ohio. Uh, so please send us your uh, suggestions. Uh, we'd love to try anything out there from uh, the Ohio limits. Um, down in Cincinnati right now, Sam Adams has that extreme beer. Uh, I want to try that. that. 28% alcohol. I, I don't think we should be drinking several cans it, of that. You can. I don't think you can. You I, cannot pick up a 30 rack of that. Oh, no. It's banned in 15 states. Yeah, illegal in 15 states. But yeah, if alcohol. you guys have your Cincinnati beer, I'll, of course, be bringing in some Cleveland beer flavor. Columbus, we'll, Toledo, we'll, Akron, we'll get around the state. Athens. We got a lot of shows, hopefully. Hopefully um, it comes. Hopefully Mansfield, we'll be able to make a... Zanesville. Your uh, elevators in Zanesville. Columbus. Marietta. Oh. Wherever. Portsmouth. Wherever you want to give it to us. Oh, Man, all right. That would so, be some swill right there, boys. Let's move it on Probably to your national news. Dun, dun. News again, news again, news again. And national news, uh, big World Series. Big World Series here. It'll be the first decade since the 1910s <laughs> that the New York Yankees have not made a World Series appearance in the decade. That was about the same time you were born. That's the greatest stat I've ever... <laughs> right, old man, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple. It was actually 1890s. But yeah, it's going to be... Uh, I'm excited about that. It's a great stat. Okay. So if you don't know, uh, the Yankees have won a World Series pretty much every decade since the 20s, except for the 80s, but did make it to the World Series in 81 against the Dodgers but have not been to the World Series since the 2009 championship. That's crazy. And, uh, Wild. Missed That's out. crazy to think about. Due to uh, a 4-2 series loss to the Astros, who will be playing the Nationals, who swept the Cardinals. Ugh. Thank God. So, uh, taking a look. Uh, Tuesday night is game one. Uh, the Nats are in Houston. Tuesday night, 8-0-8. Um, it is Max Scherzer versus Garrett Cole. Uh, Houston right now is minus 200 favorites for the game, which is pretty huge if any of you are gambling. That's the second biggest Over and under is six and a half. Uh, yes, for the whole series. For this game, that's still huge. Well, six um, and a half with Cole on the mound? Who are you guys taking? Um, game one. Game one and I guess in the series as well. I'm taking the under game. I'm taking the under anytime Cole's on the mound. Oh yeah, I'm taking the under. Uh, pretty much. And that's Psycho Scherzer. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is gonna be this is gonna be a wild uh, pitching matchup for the World mm-hmm. Series. But I will say, for I mean, we've seen uh, postseason pitchers kind of have 
Kershaw collapses. Well, that's oh, Kershaw. Excuse, excuse me. <clears throat> that's Kershaw, though. Uh, yeah. But Although Cole, in his last start, did have five walks. He did Yankees struggle, stadium. and the Yankees didn't take advantage. The Yankees there. just didn't take, yeah, yeah, just didn't take advantage. They're probably, oh, that's got to suck thinking about now. I don't know. I mean, when we were in production meetings a few weeks ago when the postseason was first mm-hmm. starting, we all went around and took picks. And I had the Washington Nationals not even getting out of the wild you, card game. You did not. I, yeah. You had the Brew Crew, I'm yeah, pretty I, sure. Yeah, I had the Brew Crew. Going I, all the way, I think. I, I did. I had <laughs> them going to the World Series. And here we are with the Washington Nationals. I had the Braves. Who so. would have thunk it? But, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just what happens. You know, you win that game. It's an extra game to get hot. You've seen you that just with, a, get in. with a number of teams. Um I had the Dodgers, I believe, winning it all. You, so. you did. Ooh. You had Dodgers-Yankees. Big yikes. Uh, baseball expert is what they call me. I mean, I, I really – it's it's hard for me to envision the Astros losing this. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you look at like, – like we said, great pitching matchups. on, But when you look at historically inconsistencies mm-hmm. and – Postseason meltdowns, I think the Nationals pitching staff is much more susceptible to that than the Astros pitching staff. Well, and the layoff. Let's not forget about the layoff. That is a long layoff. layoff. Um, That's hard to come back to. Baseball is such a – those guys used to play every day. It's a routine. That's – I'm not saying that's all excuse, but I, I think on well, top of that, especially, especially for hitters, have come from the wild card game. Well, yeah. and it's not like you had you know the buy or anything yeah. like you. Yeah, they, I mean they've been season, playing at least every other day. Yeah, yeah. For, boom, 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 and then nothing, mm-hmm. and then you got to go play in the. I, so yeah, that's, I mean, the Astros have they've been, not missed a beat other than that. Uh, I mean, I guess they have a few days, you know, after the season ends, waiting for all the wild cards because they they did have to wait for. The Rays to play the second wild card, and then and, well, yeah, and then had to wait. What they played last night, and then they have Saturday, you know, Sunday, Monday, which isn't really a, a big break. So they're definitely rolling. But uh, I guess at the end of the day, Stros and five, Stros and five. Yeah, definitely Stros and five. I think as hard as that is for me to say, yes. Man, I really want to say the Nats take game. I think the Nats take one of the first two games. It's mm-hmm. really tough for me to say against Cole. I think maybe the Strasburg game they take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's a six-game series, but I'll still take mm-hmm. the Strohs in six. Yeah. I was going to go Strohs in six as well. So I just we'll- think they're a better offensive team on top of that. And I just think, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you're relying on some young guys, Soto, whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been some inconsistency by – you know, the Nationals even in their first game. And obviously, the Cardinals didn't quite show up, so they, they showed out. But Hit us in the social media comments. Let us know who you think is going to take this fall, this year's fall classic and be world champions. Uh, moving on. AP Top 25 is out after a uh, bit of a wild weekend, I would say, in uh, college football. Uh, so what, what, what do you guys think? Uh, we'll, we'll get into this more in our next segment, but... I, I mean, I still don't know why Clemson's in the top four. Can we talk? And they got nine. You. They got nine first place votes. I'm assuming that they have nine AP voters in Columbia. Were they in Columbia or they're in Clemson, South Carolina? Clemson, God. South Carolina. Yeah, that, they have nine voters there. How? how? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand how you can you can actually look at Clemson, who just a couple of weeks ago struggled like they did against North Carolina, and really, I 
don't think have ever looked like all that impressive, and you're still the Texas voting. A&M wins. So that just no. to just to give you guys a, a quick update, you know, um, top ten: Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Ohio State. Uh, Clemson is round, uh, and Oklahoma round out the top four. Uh, Penn State, Florida, Notre Dame, Auburn, Georgia is the top ten. Um, to give an Ohio flavor, uh, Cincinnati. Has come up to number eighteen in front so. of that team up north. Hello, so they are uh, as far as the uh, G six teams. They are second behind number sixteen SMU, which they could possibly face in a AAC championship game. So exciting for those oh, of us in exciting. Southwest Power Ohio. Um, oh God, Josh! But yeah, taking happened. a look, I think Clemson two in the coaches, uh, four in the AP. I the biggest problem that I think so many people have the had coach, for years, God, those guys just do not have watch had football. for years, is the preseason poll plays so much. I mean, Clemson keeps winning, so so many people don't want to drop them, and that's the thing. If you were to start the poll, if you were to start the poll, say week six, even week five, right? Do you think Oklahoma would be ahead of Clemson? Probably. No. Oh, do you yeah. think Penn State would be ahead of Clemson? Probably. Uh, I mean, at least be. They'd be right there, yeah. And then, so they would probably be right at the bottom of the undefeated teams. I'm going to make an argument that you can put Florida in front of Clemson, even with that one loss. I don't care. And you could, because, I mean, they're one losses to a team above, so, That's what I mean. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, honestly, if you ask me, yeah, I think I'd put Florida, definitely. But, yeah, I agree with your point, this preseason rate. That's why the AP AP poll doesn't even matter anymore, because we're going to have the college football poll coming out in a couple of two weeks. Yeah, and that's what I mean. But you see so many of these teams, and I think the AP poll does influence, to some degree, the Mm. college football poll. But you see so many of these teams, like a Clemson, and it's like, yes, they're undefeated, but since since Penn State started in mid-teens, they've had to work their way up, and they Mm. still have the leapfrog teams, where Clemson kind of gets the benefit of the doubt of, Oh, you know, we were the preseason number one or number two in a lot of places. So well, like we were discussing earlier. We haven't lost yet, so why would why would you change your right. number one vote? Exactly. As we were discussing at the top of the show when we were previewing Wisconsin at Ohio State, you know, Ohio State owns the second longest active win streak in college football, second to Clemson. And as we mm-hmm. said with Ohio State, Ohio State, we said, just keep winning, just keep running right. the table, keep that streak alive. So uh, to that same degree, I guess that is fair to Clemson is that they have not lost a game in, I think it's yeah. 24, 24 yeah. consecutive wins now. Yeah, something, I think they had 24, which, I mean, it's impressive, but they don't but play any Quality of wins. And that's, that's what hangs me up on this is that the college football playoff committee will discuss strength of schedule and quality mm-hmm. wins. And sure, you have to take a look at active streaks and just the fact that this team has not been beaten across multiple seasons, has won that many consecutive games. But when you look at that season individually and you look at that streak of oh, yeah. troublesome close wins for Clemson, I don't know how you keep giving them first place votes. So I, mean, and, I like and, I like Clemson. I would just pan depending on the way the rest of the season pans out, I would be okay with seeing them in the college football playoff. But not. I don't know how you keep giving them number one votes. But the other no. thing that you kind of look at is uh, just taking a look at their their season. And obviously, you know, there's an AAC, there's an ACC championship that they could face a ranked team. But <laughs> looking at their really looking at their schedule so far, they have played one ranked team in Texas A and M, which who is I not, don't even know if they're ranked right now. I mean, well, and then yeah, Wake, they're not. And right. then 
uh, ahead on their schedule. They obviously have one cupcake week, cupcake week game, but really they play they play Wake Forest, <laughs> who's a top who's twenty five, and then it's a yeah, joke. Aside it's of a that, joke. they play Boston College, who's been it's a joke. Wait, stay Woke Forest. Um, <laughs> NC Wofford, who's an FCS team, NC State, who's been terrible and I think got blown out by Boston College, and then they play South Carolina, who did beat Georgia, but they, considering I mean, they're probably the second best team that they have to play throughout the rest of the year, that's really saying. That's they cannot talk about a team who can't lose. They cannot. Oh lose no, because a then game they have no opportunity. No, whatsoever. then they have no opportunity to 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 overdo it. So, and I am hoping that happens well and then i mean when we look about it uh speaking of greg you mentioned fcs there there is a team right now that is ranked in the ap top 25 i believe they're at number 21 app state app state man can we take just one brief oh yeah they've been good this just, year they've I mean, been good this year man. not just the this jump year, the but jump. the jump that they have made i mean when you look at the last decade a decade mm. ago they were an fcs school that I mean, yeah, I was doing great in the FCS, but to see where they have come. Ask UConn how easy that is. Having. Ask oh. UConn. <laughs> I mean, well, if you take a look He's at easy, they, they might they might be getting rid of their football program it, entirely. If you, if you take a look at some of the teams, I mean, you know, ULM, you, they they kick the crap out of you know uh, UL Lafayette, only a ten point win. But they beat UNC by three, and that's yeah. more than what Clemson can say. So Whoa, yeah, you know they they. Or six and zero. Obviously, you don't have the schedule that a lot of the other teams have. Well, no, no. But no, if you look at still. their, if you look at what they do week in and week out, they're certainly a top twenty-five team. Oh yeah, I mean, no, it's impressive. That's a good point, Josh. Way to bring that up. Uh, yeah, I mean, you think I just uh, that, I mean, that win I, at Michigan. I, yeah, still I mean, is, you gotta when you think about it. Years ago, when that happened at the Big House, oh, and still and, makes my dick tingle. It's oh, just been amazing. I, I, it's just, Oh man, sorry. I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I mean, when you look at it, it's just it's just amazing to see where that program has come, and that that I, I hate to and look, well, no, look what I that love, did. Look I what that did to, to Michigan. It. I love to see it. Look what it did to Michigan, and they look went, what it did to Appalachian State, and just yeah, the app complete trajectory. I would love to see a line graph. Oh yeah, I mean, what, was Michigan was uh, they were a top five team when that game went down? I believe oh, yeah. they were definitely a top ten. I think team. they were three. Yeah. I think they were three or five, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, glorious. You take a look at that, and well, we're gonna. I roll. mean, really, as far as all of these teams, you know, Appalachian State has looked great, Michigan's looked middling, but uh, really, at the end of the day, none of it matters. I guess for Appalachian State and teams like Cincinnati and SMU, maybe a New Year's Six Bowl matters, but really, for a lot of the teams, only the college football playoff top four matter really just need top four well and uh we're gonna roll with that actually as we get into uh i believe we have uh time for another segment here as we get into debates we're gonna roll with the college football playoff as the first rankings come out in two weeks so we're gonna do a little debating here for you i like doing the debates i've won every single debate according to every poll i've won every single debate and we're always going to win the debate. We're always going to win. Because this is 30 Rack of Sports Podcast. You're listening. Really, it's just me that's going to win. From Ohio, oh. let's debate. Gentlemen, give me your college football playoff. Two weeks, first rankings come out. 
Let's see your top four and your first two out. Who's Let's starting with? Who's starting with? Huh? I'm gonna get it to you. Let's make man. buckets. Or all right, sucks it. Greg, give me your call so to the ball. So this four. might be uh, controversial to some. Oh yeah, okay. But my number one team in the nation, the Bayou Bengals. Oh, the LSU Tigers. They have had two wins over current AP top I'll 10 teams. I'll give it to you. They have beaten everyone in their way. They have beaten them soundly. They've also beaten Texas out of conference. They've had a solid out of conference schedule. They've had a obviously good SEC schedule. They've beaten everyone. And I think they're most deserving based on their wins. I do want to point out that Phil Steele's strength of record has Ohio State way ahead of LSU. But go on. Number I'm- Number two. I have, for the crowd, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, Reggie. I think they have looked more or less unstoppable against any competition. Obviously, some of the big boys in the SEC might give them some trouble, but mm. so far against the teams that they've played, they have looked bigger, stronger, faster. They've looked all phases mm. better than them. Definitely. I mean, you know, aside of a few random... Oh, I mean, you're going to have a bad quarter Correct. drive. But. But. Yeah. Um, number four. Uh, or sorry, number three. <laughs> Counting. <laughs> difficult. Engineering. That's an engineer. They right don't there. teach that in engineering yeah. school. Uh, number three, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Obviously mm. undefeated. Have some decent wins. Um, interested to see what happens with Tua out. Uh, do have three weeks before their big tango against the Bayou Bengals. But... Still a formidable team. Still a team that can make a lot of noise. Uh, number four, I have Oklahoma. Have beaten everyone in their way. First two out. I actually have Clemson on the way out. Don't have enough quality wins to get themselves nah. into the top four. If someone loses, I can understand it. And then at number six is the this is the other undefeated team in the Power Five. I have Penn State. Have won every game. Not everything. Just not impressive enough. No. A lot of their wins to move themselves up. But obviously, if they can get wins over some of the big boys, like a win over Ohio State, which I don't quite see, as I'm sure Zach's going to say, as I don't quite see. <laughs> but if they can do it, they are for sure. Oh, yeah. If they beat Ohio State, yeah. If they beat Ohio State. Yeah. It's a big if. Um, all right, Greggy. You can handle it. I think it's a lot of misinformed, but sure. Um, I got OSU I number that. one. I mean, I think. Who's their best win? Who's their I mean, you see. Yeah, Cincinnati. <laughs> Get off your high 71ers. Uh, anyway, no, I, no, they're number one. They're strength. I, I can, you can make the argument for LSU. I don't, honestly, the top three to me is it's Ohio the y State, test. Bama, LSU. It's the eye test. It is the eye test. I'm, I'm taking the eye test, honestly. But I'm saying top three, I have OSU, Bama, LSU. My opinion, you can put those in any three order, in my opinion, and I think they're justified. And honestly, really, as far as who's, Whatever seed. I mean, you've seen number four seeds win the college football. Well, yeah, as long as you're in, you're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Them in Alabama. In. I mean, because really it just matters based on, like, colors. Right. Because, I mean, I matched you as far as the the same top four. I have Oklahoma at four. Um, I mean, they do what they do. Lincoln Riley has a high-powered offense. Defense, to me, I still think is a question. I don't trust the Big 12. You they've, been, they've been better on defense. They have been better. Yeah, no, but they've I, been— I will not say good, but they've been better. better. But I don't trust—I still don't trust the Big 12 team against a Big 10 or yeah. SEC school. But I'm going to get put them in there because they haven't—they've looked good. 
Uh, my first team's out Florida. They had one loss. I know, I know, I know. But Oh, you see, you're hating on LSU, and then, oh, a loss to LSU, not that bad. No, I was not hating Here's on Here's the thing. Fuck you, I said LSU's They a almost lost team. to the U, who they, lost to Georgia Tech. Fair, fair, yes. So, yeah, but that's... here's the thing. Florida's one loss is LSU. Then they beat Auburn, and they beat South Carolina, who beat Georgia. I'm just saying. I South Carolina's three and four. Here's my point. I know, but they beat Georgia. I'm going to use whatever I can to my advantage. Um, and then I got Clemson second out. But I think, I, I guess my point was, I'm putting Florida above Clemson. I'm putting Florida above Penn State. I don't, I think Penn State would be my third team out. Do you think if Florida finishes off the year, well, I guess if they went 11 and 1, they'd probably make it to the, they would to make the it. SEC yeah. championship. I was going to say, if they, they somehow. They still have to play Georgia. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess if they, yeah. So they it couldn't be eleven and one. I mean, honestly, out. I could easily see Georgia being right back up there, right outside, if they get their shit together. But I mean, yeah, Georgia and Florida are, are kind of on the outside. I look know. at, I look at, I'm putting basically, I'm putting SEC East team right now Auburn as the first out. team out. All right, well, I, I'll give you what I got, and it's uh, similar to you guys. I got number one, Ohio State Buckeyes. Ooh-wee. You can tell this is an Ohio sports podcast. <laughs> number two, Alabama Crimson Tide. Number three. LSU. All right, so the one thing about Alabama that I'm going to bring up, mm. they were seven points ahead of a god-awful Tennessee team. And I understand Tua yeah. was hurt, but it's a god-awful They are bad. Team. No, that's a, that's I, a fair LSU, point. I think, is better than them, at least so far on paper for ranking. Uh, yeah. Play together, I don't know. I could, I, I could agree with that. Um, and this is where we're going to disagree here. I still have Clemson. Oh, get out of here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Clemson wins out, if Clemson doesn't lose a game, the Uh rest, if Clemson does not lose a game the rest of the season, are you going to leave them out? With what if there's five undefeated teams, though? There can't be. I know. There can't be. Yeah, I can't do math. I forgot the Pac 12 doesn't count anymore. Yeah. So, so, yeah, LSU or Alabama would have to have a loss. But so, would you take a one-loss LSU or Alabama definite. over uh, well, Clemson? If, if they play the way they yeah. – Yeah, if it's a close game, I think if I would If LSU take one. loses to Bama and Bama wins the SEC West and it's down to a Clemson team who just look completely unimpressive, I don't know how they can impress me at all now at this point. Right, um, and I think that's where you draw the line at. Like, I mean, you, they beat their last two teams. They beat – Louisville 45-10, to 10, but everyone just kind of rolls their eyes. Louisville. Go, oh, so do you do – you, a team that has not lost a game since two seasons ago, do you leave them out of the college football playoff? I get what you're or saying. Or do you measure the quality of wins from this season? No, you, you, it, it's supposed to be, according to the playoff mandate, it's all about this year. Oh, yeah. we can, uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be. That's how I'm trying play to Play better do teams. It. Don't play Don't play cupcakes. Uh, I mean, I understand yeah. the Texas A&M team and – yeah, the ACC is going to have to get better, and I think it puts pressure. I mean, it's same same way it's put pressure on the Pac-12. You look at <laughs> Pac-12 teams that are eleven and one. Pac-12 doesn't you don't have look, anything. You don't look at a Pac-12. If if Oregon goes eleven and one, you would not look at that even the same as maybe even a, an eleven and one Clemson. No, yeah, that's, just because that's of fair. how weak. And that's the thing. If your conference doesn't come to play, then you should be out. And that's the same thing. You know, the AAC, Power Six, maybe I'm biased, power Cincinnati six. fan, but if they don't have the teams and the quality, 
then you're not going to get your way up in the polls. And I don't think I think it should be the same way with Clemson. If you're not playing quality mm-hmm. teams week in and week out, and you're playing, you know, eight, six and six teams, eight, you know, uh, it's heck, not heck, even, I don't even eight Louisville's and eight Miami's and you know eight probably guys that you know play in the Beefo Brady's Bowl. That's that just doesn't impress me for a college football. It's, it's not even it's not even the strength of schedule. They just haven't looked impressive against who they've even played. It's kind of also building into that. If they've been rolling everybody right now and they haven't played anybody, sure. But I mean, I mean, they kind of have rolled everybody except for that North um, Carolina game. That North Carolina game, I but just, I think that's a big thorn on their side. I, it is. And it, you're I'm a not, two point. You're a two point conversion away from being pretty much out of the college football playoff. I, and that's the thing. If it's that thin of a line, then you yeah. can tell that they're they're going to look at that. They're um, and I just don't think Trevor their Lawrence, resume just isn't good enough. They just haven't. They maybe the score, but I mean, you, you watch some of those other games, they roll, but it doesn't look impressive. And that's me. that's the thing, their offense is still decent, but Lawrence hasn't been the same no. quarterback as last year, and their defense is a lot worse because yeah. of they, oh, they yeah. had like what three or four defensive mm-hmm. players, it's like three defensive front guys that were just linemen, yeah, crushing it last year that are out this year. My first two out, uh, Oklahoma and then Florida. I love Oklahoma mm-hmm. and I love Florida. I, I just was the, LSU the, on that list at all. Oh, yeah. I had LSU okay. number three. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you said, I agree with your point that I could see them at a number two over yeah. Bama. But uh, moving on, uh, we've got a real fun segment to do now. Uh, I'm going to let uh, toss it to Greg to introduce this one. Uh, we're going to visualize some terrible, terrible things. So uh, if which, any of you... If you live in Ohio, it isn't going to be hard to do. Well, you can visualize <laughs> sweet corn, sweet corn... The hell is real signs? Soybeans. Disappointment. Orange barrels. Construction. Your rotors being destroyed as you drove almost halfway through the earth to China Uh, as you hit that pothole. (laughs) Disappointment. Uh, You know, every every, every part of it. But as far as uh, bad team visuals, uh, so obviously last winter, last spring, something like that, something came out about – Patriots owner Robert Kraft going to uh, something a spa something. and possibly getting some uh, you mean some services performed upon him? You mean a, some illicit services? It was a little little. Uh, I mean, you, they, they got investigated for a sex ring for yeah, sex trafficking. More, it's more not or less. like a little little skirmish. But yes, for for him, it was it was more more or less some some sexual services oh, being yeah, performed on him. Yeah, I'm not saying he was being. Yeah, yeah sorry, but. So, anyways, there is a new Netflix special, I believe, new Netflix show. It's I, that's bad. We should probably have that out. Yeah, it's a Paul Rudd show. I think it's on Netflix or Hulu. It's one of the streaming services, and I know they had Tom Brady on. Um, and I guess part of the scene, from yeah. What so, I read, so the scene is uh, it's Paul Rudd pulling up to a spa, and a he kind of looks mall. at in his car like, oh, "Am I really going to do this? Like, you know, go into a spa, maybe a little apprehensive." Like you might be if you were going into a spa for not great things. In a, in a strip mall, by the way. In yeah. a strip mall. Uh, I thought Tom- it was terrific. Um, it was clean. It was nice. And the bed was good. So, I mean, possibly a nice spa. <laughs> Whom snubs? I mean, that's Robert Kraft's friend <laughs> right that, there. That's yeah, a Robert. The first <laughs> snubs, so. but, uh, that was the endorsement. So Brady walks out, uh, walks out of said spa, gets in the car next to Paul Rudd and goes, First time, huh? With a smile on his face. And he goes, yeah, you? And he goes, nah, 
six. And maybe talking about his Super Bowls, well, but it still seemed like about. he was getting some illicit. He claims it was in front of a green screen. Wink, he had wink, no idea. Wink, he had no. He I, from what I understood is he's upset that people think that's a shot at Robert Kraft, but he says it was in front of a green screen. He had no idea what he was supposed to be walking out of. I don't but know about that. Obviously, not a great look for him. Not a great look for the team. No. And being a fan of Ohio sports teams or you know teams in general. We've obviously had some bad looks for our team, and that's kind of where this shows up for what was the worst, what was one of the worst times where someone on your favorite team created a bad look? Like, for me, we look at no one other than Jonathan Football, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel? Going in undercover. Oh, that was great. To the casinos in Las Vegas. Oh. I believe that was on the bye week, but he's also he also went out there during game weeks. Not great. Game I can't, weeks? can't understand wait, why wait, wait, he wait. didn't work he out. He went out there during game oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. Like during yeah. the week? Yeah. No, like, do do- like during Fridays. Oh, like still? Yeah, like flying out late night, flying back early. Oh, my God. I mean, that's somehow, handing, somehow didn't work out. That's somehow why he didn't was work out. The Did ball off the wrong direction. Uh, oh yeah, he as someone, as someone that was horribly sick, but still wanted to go up to that game and got all the way up to Cleveland, got bundled up, went to that game, and then saw the Browns embarrass themselves. You're such a sucker, by the way. You oh. got, and who you, you got bundled up next to your your best friend Josh right here, your best buddy uh, yeah, Josh who, right here, who had yeah, who was having Ray, a great time. Ray Maluga jersey on, and I believe uh, in that game had a couple of sacks and then Ooh. had a big tackle on the backfield when he handed the ball off the wrong direction. No, <laughs> well, good thing that's translated to wins this year, Josh. Um, no comment. Ouch. Owen <laughs> seven. Owen seven. I will see you in the postseason, maybe, probably not. But All right, so that, that spawns us. What, as far as you guys, Zach and Josh, would be a terrible visual from your teams, maybe the week of or maybe just during the offseason, I mean, that's taking talking, a bad shot at the team? If we're talking worst team visuals, I mean, the Patriots, uh, our, our original story here, I mean, I don't have figures like the Patriots have. Adam Jones spit on a poor woman. Getting arrested once for disorderly conduct. Just, just adding Pac-Man Jones is enough. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what I got to do. It's with. Uh, Adam. I gotta deal don't with, call me Pac-Man. Uh, here's yeah, here's my, my terrible visual for you. Here's my terrible visual for you. I'll get all fired up right now. Here's uh, my terrible visual for you. My terrible visual is, is you the right now. Owner is the owner of a oh, professional football yeah. club sleeping at his own team's game. It's ridiculous. And he doesn't. And you're an NFL owner. You have money. He looks so Why? slovenly. He looks so. He looks like a. Poor what guy. was that hat he All was right. wearing? He by looks the like way. a clown. He wears old <laughs> hats, super wide clown ties, and then over these these raggedy thin suits that are wrinkled up and like oversized. I think All they right. were Paul no, Brown's so, clothes so that he's just I been wearing. They might be. <laughs> so the two best visuals from that from that Ravens game, if people didn't see it, one was the visual of someone pointing out Mike Brown in the. In the stands, but it actually wasn't Mike Brown. The second one was the picture of Mike Brown, and it was him and what I believe is his son-in-law, who looked like Tim Curry. Yeah. With the fourteen-year-old goth kid, black hair that's like yeah. swooshed over haircut. Yeah. It oh. was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you would have thought that you were literally like staring at a rich family that just like got drunk. Sh- 
stumbled off to a carnival, grabbed a couple of carnies and said, hey, you're running this football team. And then they fell asleep in the box that day watching their 0-6 football team lose again because they don't have the gall, the balls to spend money on their football team. By the way, Josh, do you think they drove to that game to save a little bit of money? I bet they carpooled. I bet they took the freaking streetcar. Got a little. Heat. I don't think, oh, I'm I don't sorry. think the streetcar runs to Baltimore. I'm getting a little, uh, getting getting a little heated over that. Just that image. No, we that love is, it. We that love is the it. worst. It. That is the worst image from this season. I mean, of it's... me. If we're talking terrible like images, the Tom Brady thing at least can be speculated on whether he's taking a shot as his own team. That's Falling funny. asleep at your own team's game as the owner of said team because is just taking a shot to yourself. Look, yeah, you that's your team. You, you couldn't pay me. Respect. You like, couldn't pay you're me. You're in this spot because of you. I, a Bengals game would probably put me to sleep right now. Oh so. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it was like I said, it was hard to watch that punting competition early. I'm sorry, Zach. Go ahead. I'm, uh, I'm gonna take a break. I've Zach, honestly, I've honestly had a lot of issues coming up with a visual. So I just have like the really like just stupidest thing I could think of for one of my teams, and um, I want to go back to a, a, an Indian great, Chris Perez. Um, uh-oh. You know where that's going? Ooh, yeah. I, There's a couple things I could go down that road. I'm going to go with when um, him and his wife were arrested in Rocky River, Ohio, for marijuana possession because they got shipments of marijuana sent to their house in the name of their dog. And that alerted <laughs> male authorities who then came and arrested them. Yeah, wasn't that the former closer? <laughs> that was former Chris Perez closer, who then would go on to bash the city of Cleveland after they finally got rid of his ass. Yeah, they put in Vinny Pestano. Oh, Vinny Pestano. I I know it's not a visual. I wish there would be a great. I'm sure there's probably a picture oh, of him the getting vi- arrested. The, vi- the visual shot. of him that they that they're sending shipments of marijuana just <laughs> either like it was like a neighbor one time and then it was the dog. The dog's and it's just name. Unbelievable. What was the dog's name? Oh, that's gonna drive me. I nuts. hope it. I hope it was Poor the dog. absolute furthest away from a human name. Like I'm gonna pull up Chris Perez. Dog. Furry fluffykins or something like that. Dog. Like, we'll find cool. we'll find that and uh, get it up on our social media pages. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Thirty Rack Podcast or find us on Facebook at Thirty Rack of Sports. Please look us up on uh, Spotify, iTunes Podcasts, uh, anywhere you pretty much can find a podcast, you'll find a Thirty Rack of Sports. By the way, please subscribe and rate five stars. You can hear all our new podcasts as soon as they come out, and then also. You can leave nice comments about me. You can say, wow, they sounded really great. Wow, they're really cool. Wow, Greg's hair looked really great today. Even if you can't see us, I'll take the compliments anywhere. He I can needs get them. them really My God, bad. I need them. If you've heard his Cleveland takes, you know this is a very sad man. <laughs> God, I need him. It's just here. a sad life. All right, well, uh, let's get into our parting takes. Each week at the end of the show, uh, we'll leave you with our parting takes. Uh, if you haven't heard enough of our hot takes yet, um, these are all going to be our individual personalized takes and uh, grievances from the week. Uh, and then we'll leave you with a couple of shout outs. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Zach first. Zach's Zingers. Who are we zinging, buddy? Oh, I'm zinging the Wisconsin Badgers for once. Like, I was just excited for once. You know, it's going to be a big game this week. And then once again. Oh, the Big Ten West shot the bed somewhere along the way. I do want to give my shout-out real quick to Lovey Smith and those Illini, though. Um, but um, 
honestly, I don't even know. We kind of already talked about it. I don't really know what more to say. I've just been upset about it all night. It ruined it. You know, we found out earlier this week that it was a noon, a 12 o'clock kickoff for the game. We were like, what? Thank God they made that a 12 o'clock. That'd be such a bummer. Um, I just think it shows once again Ohio State is going to have 8 o'clock game. That'd be great. <laughs> They're going to have to once again carry the load for the rest of the conference. Penn so, State's undefeated. Oh, my God. Don't even, don't even get me started on James Franklin and Penn State. Okay? Oh, you'll get me started. Oh, my God. That's it. I don't know what to say other than here we are again, everybody. And then when Ohio State – now I'm not even going to go down that road. Next, uh, Greg. This will be called uh, – so we have Zach Zingers and we have Greg's Grumbles. Grumble. So normally, I, I, you know, I can grumble about things like the Browns disappointing me, but this one's a little bit more of a, a personal take. Uh, this weekend, I was in Happy Valley. Per, paid quite a pretty penny to get into the whiteout. Obviously, a huge game. You know, 106. I think it was like 110 people were jamming the same. I said, how do you get that many people in the stadium? Well, I found out. When you sell tickets, when you double sell tickets to people, we walked into the stadium. We had our tickets. We had our paper tickets. Walked into a guy. Said, paper? Hey, excuse me. Can you scoot over? We got these tickets. The actual tickets. That's how you said it? I said, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Like that? Excuse me. Sir? Excuse me. Pardon, these are, pardon, excuse me. Pardon, these are our seats. He pulled, he pulled out his app. He said, no, these are my seats. I you, said, excuse me. Right here. Official Penn State. They have, the, they have the tax thing on them, too. Did There's you throw official. an ope at him? I said, ope. Oh, no, I'd act, like, I'd act like I was a Penn State guy. Okay, I didn't want to get killed. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. But, uh, smart. So smart. they had sold the two tickets that uh, myself and a buddy of mine were in to the group next to us. Thank goodness they had kids in that group so we could kind of all smush together and, you know, make things work. Or other case, I don't know how we, where we would have sat or how we would have seen the game. It sounds so awful. For you guys need awful. to kind of get it together. I understand 110,000 people. I understand tickets digital that doesn't happen tickets. at the ohio state university but i could figure it out that yeah because they're not quite as rowdy over oh, there oh <laughs> okay come to the shoe at night all right i've got uh myself josh's jeers to give out uh my thanks guys <laughs> my jeer is going to be uh where the booze are originating from in the nfl actually at the nfl officiating Oh, that's oh, terrible. I, I mean, something's got to be done here. I mean, when we looked at the Alliance, my favorite thing that we got out of the Alliance was the booth referee. Sky judge. And yeah, the sky judge could call a penalty at any time. And then in mm -hmm. reviews, you had a camera and a mic on them and you could see they would explain to you what they're seeing, what their thought process was on the review, yeah. clarification of what the rule says regarding that Sad review play. and yeah. then how they came to their decision. And then also they could call out some of the plays like, hey, 12 men. Hey, if there was a pass interference, hey, actually, what I saw up there, it wasn't blocking the, you know, illegal blindside block on Jarvis Landry. Hey, that actually wasn't. That was a that was, bad. That was a terrible call. That was bad. I mean, why aren't – why why is it taking the NFL – why is it so hard for the NFL to adopt something like that or at least, you know, look into something like that? Why are we struggling with the most basic – you look in the Bengals game today when D.D. Westbrook clearly – stepped on the white out of bounds it still got reviewed and they could not confirm the call but the call stood and it's just like how can you not see a guy's foot clearly stepping on the white there pay them full even time after you review and yeah that's the other thing and i heard and and i apologize i don't have the source on this but i heard 
on another podcast this week that there are about 130 officials Mm -hmm. in the NFL and that there are two people that train these and work with these officials. (laughs) Two. Two. You're the NFL and you have two people that are working with your your officials and training them to get better. I just – I really, 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 truly believe that the NFL has the resources to put more in – to improving i don't know they i don't think they make enough money josh and you know roger goodell's 40 million dollar a year salary right right (laughs) right i mean i I, maybe i'm being greedy but (laughs) i don't think it's a small i don't think any price is too big to protect the integrity of the game because you're getting to the point where players and broadcasters and fans alike are all calling Something is wrong here. Something needs to get fixed, and it's not getting any better right now. It's a terrible product. It's it really is. It, I, I've 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 held off as long as I can on saying that is affecting the product mm-hmm. and making the product worse. NFL needs to get a rain. Oh yeah, they they need to get this together, and they need to get a sky judge to do something. And Riveron and the uh, ref, you know, coalition or the ref union needs to figure out that. I'm with not going to blame replays, the refs. With more replays, you you need to get things right. Because when right. us yeah. as fans can tell that things are wrong, oh, yeah. then it starts to besmirch you as people. And I think nice getting word. anyone else Big help, words. Getting, getting your team help is fine. Look, in life, if you need help, go get it. As just a, as just a little bit of real talk right there. So if the refs need help getting things right, get a sky judge. Let let. Have a backup plan. Uncle Greggy with real talk. Real talk and be (laughs) smirching. And the big words. Big words. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that's... uh, I'm going to end with some shout-outs. Yeah, I think we got to send some shout-outs here. I mean... This is our first. This was our first podcast. Yeah, uh, our inaugural episode of Thirty Rack. Thank you guys so much for listening. Woo! It's been a blast. Yeah, so I'm gonna shout out our listeners. Um, uh, I'm gonna shout out uh, Mom and Pop. Happy 29th anniversary to them. Uh, and I'm gonna shout out my co-hosts here. I mean, hey. it's our inaugural episode here. So thank you guys uh, thank for all you, the hard Josh. work. Shout out to Josh who does the producing while yeah, also he does participating and putting everything together. Uh, Zach and I are certifiable idiots when it comes to all this oh, stuff. So we, we just show up and, and spew our disgusting takes. I'm also going to give a shout-out to the 2009 Cincinnati Bearcats back in town hey, going yeah, into the UC yeah, Hall of Fame, 12-0. And, and our, uh, our, a person I think we can all aspire to be on the mic, uh, Mr. Dan Horde for oh, his yeah. services. I mean, that guy works a crazy schedule, He's We're having to go, having schedule, to go from wherever UC's playing on Saturday to wherever the uh, Bengals are playing on Sunday. Unbelievable. That's Shouts crazy. to him. We understand being on a mic is quite the time, but he does it just as good as anyone. Oh, yeah. All right, folks. Well, this is going to uh, send us out for the for the first episode of Woo! 30 Rack of Sports. Whoa, whoa. Thank you for joining us. Again, Twitter, at 30 Rack Podcast. On Facebook, 30 Rack of Sports. Bear with us as we get the show off the ground. I mean, Subscribe, we're, we're getting our land, our land legs and our sea legs. Getting, uh, you know started with this whole project but we invite you to subscribe follow us on social media join us along as we discuss ohio beer ohio sports everything in between every monday a new episode coming from ohio this is a 30 rack of sports shout out to our listeners shout out to our first episode that's episode one shout out sports peace